Welcome to Mishmash. This is Mish Hancock. This is a show where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Casey Jovic. He is the pit boss at Sugarfire. However, he is also known as the pit master of the universe. Welcome, Casey. Well, hi. Hello, Mitch. <laughs> Thank, thanks for I, thanks for having me on. Well, I'm so excited that you're here, and and I am actually going to do something a little bit different than what I normally do on okay. this program. I am going to tell a story. Okay. So it's story time out there, folks. Ready? Casey was just like a drop of water on a mountain of success, <laughs> but then one day he started sliding down the mountain, and he thought, "Wait a minute, I'm a mountaintop water drop." I don't belong here in the river of this valley, the low dark ocean with all these ordinary drops of water. Then one day it got hot and he evaporated way up in the air, much higher than any other mountaintop, all the way into the heavens. Then he understood that it was at his lowest, he was closest to God. Life's a journey that goes round and round and the end is closest to the beginning. So change was needed and he relished the journey Anyway, now he works at Sugarfire. I was cracking up when I saw that story, but I was also super touched. Yeah, um, it was actually written by my owner, Mike Johnson, whom you know also. Right. Of all of the um, chef bios on our website, sugarfiresmokehouse.com, um, <laughs> I, he, uh, he took a special note to, uh, to mine in, in particular, I really don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he felt the need to really give it that extra, you know. It's very poetic. It is. It drops, is. Drops and evaporating in yes. water. and. I'm a mountaintop water drop. You're a mountaintop water drop. I mean, I just, I think that that should be like a mantra. <laughs> oh, it, it has been for years. I just love <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else behind that story? Was what... I mean, did he just say, this is how I feel about you or? Um, I, I don't, I, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really have no idea. It's just this mysterious little story. It is. I like it. Yeah. I love it. It's nice. Okay. So barbecue master. Yes. That's like awesome. Wait, I mean, at what point in your life did you just go, I am all about the barbecue? Well, you know, I think it started for me, um, I was uh, working my way through college, and I was uh, serving in front of house and doing bar back stuff and, you know, uh, bartending, this, that, and the other thing. And I made a conscious decision about halfway through my college career to become a butcher. Okay. And uh, you don't, Do you go to college to be a butcher? No. Do you go to butcher school? No. <laughs> it's, all, it's all hands-on training. Okay. And really? I, yeah. So there's not, I mean, because... I'm telling you. So producer Sam and I were just talking before this about how there is very strange like certification programs out there and what have you. Right. Um, this is this is you go and you learn and you do. You learn and you do. Everything everything is learned on site, um, with your hands and that's it. Wow. So I worked for the union for a while, local eighty eight meat cutters at Schnooks on the Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean you know, making 500 pounds of sausage a day, you know. Was that fun? It was awesome. <laughs> it was real fun. Um, and, you know, like you go through your little, your little initiations and like your little, you know, 
stuff that you do, you know. Oh, no, see, I haven't. A lot, I of, haven't, lot of blood I got, going oh, on there. Yeah. I think this would be hard for me. <laughs> it really would. But, I mean, but you know, the reason uh, I went into butchering is because um, of what it means, of what it, you know, phil- on a philosophical level, like mm-hmm. what a butcher like represents, and uh, how it's like a glue in a community how people like the respect butchers have right um, from people around them and what kind of person it takes to be a butcher so what what kind of person does it take to be a butcher well i mean you have to be uh community oriented uh conscious aware you need to basically do the stuff that matters for the people around you but also support them and there's a there's something about knowing that what you're doing is going to feed people. It's awesome. I yeah. make a thousand people happy a day. I mean that it's that just cool. has to feel wonderful. Well, exactly. Plus, I mean, you know, playing into the, the butcher role, like you have to have a personal relationship with your butcher. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when I left the union and started working on, um, in more like the private sector, like small butcher shops around town. Even more so, um, going from, you know, you know, I don't, I don't want to say big box, but you know, like a grocery store, right? To a specifically butcher yeah, shop, ex- actual butcher shop, right? right. You know, um, every you know everybody that walks in your door, and you, you can and you can trust them. Yeah. You know that the butcher is like this is the kind of thing they do. They're of high integrity. Right. They do it right. Exactly, and you know. Uh, it's about knowing your your clientele. It's about supporting your clients, but it's also about being the best in the in a niche market. And I think what's interesting is, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to that whole thing of when you are looking at an animal, you really do use all the parts. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like you know, oh, I just need the ears. You know, I mean, there's right. you, you you. It reminds me of the Indians. You know how like the Indians, it's like when they when they were going to when they had this animal that they were going to use to serve the community, they used all the parts of the animal, of and that was part of the respect of it. Yes, and, yeah. it, and that that seems like a butcher thing, right? Yeah, definitely respect of the animal for sure. Um, you know, I mean, I think every butcher um, has to at least kill an animal at least one time. Really, just to have the respect. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's a weird feeling, you know, when I killed my first pig. It was like, whoa, I just, like, took an animal's life. But at the same time, you know, uh, this one life then fed and nourished, like, an entire community for, like, three or four days. Exactly. You know, so. And you can make bacon-wrapped bacon. You can make bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like one of my most favorite things I've ever had in my life. Right. So you show up at every TEDx event with some form of yumminess for everybody. Well, I'm the meat nerd. You know? <laughs> meat nerd. I love that. Yes, I saw that. I, I was a meat nerd. <laughs> That's a great, I mean, what a great title. There. You've got lots of awesome titles. I do have a lot of awesome titles. You're so titles. lucky. I mean, you know, most people just have, I'm A. You're like, well, let's see, here's my I'm titles. This, Which this. one would you like to use? <laughs> you know, I, I like all of them. So yeah, pick and choose. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Casey. Casey. 
Get Raw with Chaos on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. at studiocradio.com. And we're back with Mishmash. We are talking to Casey Jovic from Sugarfire Barbecue, a pit master, a pit boss, pit master of the universe. I mean, you know, we could go on. Yes. But during the break, we were talking about your tattoos. And yes. and I was asking you to to, you know, tell us some stories. I love tattoos. I find them fascinating. And I thought it was interesting when you were talking about how the the process of what you have in your brain, what the tattoo artist has in their brain, and how do we make it all come together and look awesome on the skin. Talk to the tattoos. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the tattoo art the job of the tattoo artist is to um basically visualize your concept. Mm-hmm. And make it work into a piece of art that I don't know. That people works. That, that, that and that you feel that you're like, this is good. I right. ha- I have this permanently. I'm good with this. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, something that you like, something that obviously means a lot to you, and uh, something so gin- that, ginger something, bear. Something that looks really rad. What's what's rad ginger bear? Where does ginger bear come from? Okay, so uh, in a couple of groups of friends, uh, this is actually two. Two names. Okay. Uh, I was known as Ginger Bear. Got ya. In one group of friends. <laughs> and then I was just simply known as the Butcher in another group of friends. Gotcha. <laughs> so you've combined friendships. So yeah, we, we combined <laughs> the two and, um, you know, Ginger Bear the Butcher was born. And what is he? Is that a fish? Yeah, well, he's a bear. You know, he likes to eat fish. So he's going to eat fish. That's true. That would make sense. Right. So, you know, it's fun. (laughs) 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 But, you know, originally this uh, this tattoo was more of an illustration. Uh Uh-huh. And I, I, I brought the illustration to the tattoo artist and he was like, well, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, weird stuff going on here, like shading and like super minimalist shading that just wouldn't work in a tattoo. Got ya. Um, and so he did a, fr- it's called a frame up. So it's like a frame. Mm-hmm. And then uh, put a little scroll work and, you know, made it rad. Awesome. So I'm going to have to take a picture of it so that when we do the, when we put the podcast up where we can see what the heck we're talking uh, about. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and Butcher Boy, I mean, that makes sense. Right, well, uh, this one actually is, um, uh, is a very dear to my heart because uh, this is the 30s insignia ah. of the um, of the uh, first meat saw I was ever trained on. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. So it's like a totally Art Deco design and that, that's the brand of, it still exists today, Butcher Boy. Okay. Brand meat saws and stuff like that. So, so when you, for Sugar Fire... Like yes. What time do you guys start well, queuing um, it up? Well, it's we're on a, a 24-hour smoking cycle. So, you know, my briskets and pork butts, the big cuts, go in like 7 or 8. And then uh, we have pit crew coming in between 4 and 5 every morning. Really? Yep. Wow. So uh, they start taking the big cuts off. Uh, that way they can get on, uh, you know, the turkey breasts, ribs, and sausages, and whatever specialty meats we're going to be doing for that day. And you guys sell out. Yeah. And then you decided to go into desserts, <laughs> which 
I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. Well, you know, um, when my two owners got together, uh, they were, you know, they wanted to do a concept barbecue, but featuring the, uh, the pie selection of Miss Carolyn Downs, who has gotten the best desserts in St. Louis for, oh, okay. for 12 or 13 years, maybe 14 years now. She owns, uh, she and her husband own Cyrano's Cafe. Oh my gosh. Right. I have not been there. You need to go. I it's have not insane. been there in forever. No, it's been a long time. Yeah. But, oh, so, how fun. Right. So um, Mike partnered with um, Charlie and Carolyn to form Sugar Fire. And that's where the name comes from. You know, sugar being the desserts and right. the fire being barbecue. So. I love it. Yeah. And the sugar fire pie. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What is in that wonderful concoction? <laughs> that is so amazing. It's insane, to me. isn't it? It's it is a- like every good thing in one pie. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I it, was so excited when I when I discovered the dessert. I mean, I, yes. I'm, I'm loving the barbecue, but I am a total dessertarian. I believe nice. in dessert. I, it, to me, it's the soul food. Sure. <laughs> it keeps me running. And so, you know, so, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, as soon as I was in there, I was buying dessert for the family, which, you know, yes. I'm always showing up all the time. I mean, it's like I I'm, I show up for wherever I'm at. I'm like, look, there was this dessert place I found and I stopped and got us this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's always something interesting at the pie shop, which is located uh, two doors down from our olive location. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the sugar fire pie is um, a lovely amalgamation of uh, gooey butter. Oh, that's why I like it. And uh, a Southern style chess pie made with brown sugar. Yeah. It's so, awesomeness. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's basically magic and love together <laughs> in a pie. Well, okay, gooey butter. I had stumbled across a website a long time ago. Yeah. And the website was dedicated to, you know, talking about the different cities of the United States and what types of food they were known for. Sure. And of course, I looked up St. Louis, and this person went off on gooey butter. They were like, I don't know what they're thinking. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't even, and I'm like, what planet are you from? Yeah, because they, they just don't know what they're talking about. They have about. not a clue. No. Everyone I know that I introduce gooey butter cake to that is not from our area has never heard of it. And you're like, try this. They are like, heaven. Right, exactly. <laughs> Especially know? the burnt corners. Oh, man. You know, the gooey, of the gooey butter okay, cake. Have you ever made gooey butter cookies? I have. I'm not a big fan, though. Oh, you're not a fan. Uh, gooey butter cookies are like really easy to make. Weirdly, weirdly oh, sure, tastes yeah. like gooey butter. Sure. But it's like one of those things that you can make, you know, while you're half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which, you know, I think we should all have some of those recipes of, in our world. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about gooey butter cake is those little burnt corners. Perfect. That just, that the, just a, the caramelization <laughs> of those sugars and whatever else is going on, the magic and the love stuff, you know? The magic and the love. And it's just like, it just sends me all the way back. Yeah, you have to just be in a complete state of bliss to eat dessert. <laughs> and then it, and then literally it won't do anything bad to you. Right, yeah. If you're no in that, calories. You're in, yeah, you're in a bliss state. Yeah. And, the, and many things, in bliss state, it's perfect. You well, know? That's, so, what ha- that's what happens largely in barbecue as well. As you know? well. You, you walk into a barbecue joint 
and calories and and fat like just, it just don't it they don't away. exist anymore. Well, yeah, because you're unhappy. You're yes. just like in the most happiest place. It's like I am so happy. I have barbecue, and then I'm gonna go next door and have wonderful dessert and pies. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Casey. We're gonna take a break, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Sam for 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Their goal is to make it easy and to create an awesome social media presence for you. Learn more at 100thmm.com or call 636-789-1776. And we are back with Mishmash, and we are talking to Casey of Sugarfire. Hello. It is question time. Question time. So you are... A very philosophical person. What? I'm seeing this, and I, I need to know the philosophy behind Pit Boss, Pit Master of the Universe philosophy. What is your philosophy? Philosophize. <laughs> okay, well, I really think, you know, it stems in such a, a deep-rooted tradition from, you know, the American South mm-hmm. in this country. Right. But, you know... Barbecue exists in all different forms and different incantations uh, throughout the world and throughout history. Um, Part of the philosophy behind, you know, like cooking in general is that uh, what really makes us human and sets sets us apart from the animal kingdom is that we learned how to use fire. Right. And cook stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, we uh, we've evolved into um, a soft food eating animal, right? But also, it it gave us, you know, more of, um, you know, basically birthing civilizations coming together for feasts and you know around the fire, right? Everybody likes to gather around a campfire for some odd reason, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, it, I, it gives us a sense of community also. Um, I think more so than a lot of other kind of cooking. Right. You well, know? no, it's true. And 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 so many, every culture has its own form yeah. of barbecue. Sure. So that's going to lead to my next question. Yeah. So, you know, of all the different types of barbecue you've seen, is there one in particular that you, you just know people don't know a lot about it that you could share with us? Um, I don't know. I, uh, I think maybe building your own smokehouse in your backyard. <laughs> a lo- a lo- which, which I'm going to guess you've done before. Well, I, I've done a couple of times for, oh for different people and helped really? them out with projects or whatever. But, uh, it's really easy to do. It Is doesn't. It? it doesn't cost very much in materials. Can you get a, like a kit from IKEA or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Um, but no, you can like find plans online for free, and uh, you know the materials. You can just go to Home Depot or something, and it costs you not even a hundred bucks. Build your own smokehouse. Yeah, that's cool. You know, do. Um, but a lot of people don't know about. Uh, in the, in the classes I've taught and, you know, the people I've talked to, especially in this region, uh, they don't know about goat. 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 Yeah, no. I mean, I, I haven't ever ordered goat. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually goat is the um, most widely consumed. Seriously. Loved animal in the world. Really? Yeah. 
And I guess there's barbecued goat. Is this oh, going to yeah. be on the sugar fire menu? Uh, maybe. Uh, you no, got to kind of maybe put it maybe out there a little a bit at a time. Maybe as a special, you yeah. You got to get your really adventurous people, right? Well, and that's the thing, you know. Here, it's adventurous. Yeah, here, exactly. But outside of the United States, it's uh, commonplace. And so, do you have you tried goat? Oh, yeah, sure. And do you like it? Yeah. Is it, does it... Does it taste like chicken? <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it's very similar to lamb. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, I was over in um, Switzerland, and they had horse on the menu everywhere there, which was which was unusual to me. Let me tell you a quick funny story. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So we were in Ireland uh, cooking for, for a week for the um, U.S. ambassador in Dublin. Ooh, nice. And... Uh, we had like two days before we had to be at Mevis in May. Mm-hmm. This is last year. So Mike and I were like, okay, let's knock out a bucket list thing while we're over here. We hopped over to Iceland. Oh. To Reykjavik. Oh, I'll be darn, really? So I was there for two days. And um, we went to uh, a restaurant called Prir Fracker, which means three coats. Okay. In Icelandic. Okay. Um. And it was uh, it was an, uh, a traditional like Viking really? Icelandic restaurant. Oh my gosh, this sounds so interesting. So we <laughs> ate like you know the fermented shark, and oh. then like had to take a shot of the whatever the Brennawin or whatever the the little local spirit. Okay. And then we did uh, smoked puffin breast. Really? Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> and then we did. Uh, I um, had no idea. We did. I'm, I'm going to go to the penguin and puffin exhibit at the zoo and be like, I know, right? In Iceland, you were in trouble. <laughs> I know, right? And then we did uh, fin whale sashimi. Really? Well, That's had, so interesting, all of it. We did a filet of horse. And what did you think of it? I don't know. Tastes like beef. Gotcha. Kind of. All right. And then like some local lamb stuff, which is delicious. But um, yeah, it's it's just really interesting, like... Mike got kind of freaked out. Um, it would be. And did you get to wear Viking hats while you ate there? No, unfortunately. <laughs> they, that's what they need to get in the mix. But, but I felt like a Viking. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I'm a this Viking. Is like, Bring me my meal. This is like old school. <laughs> I'm telling you. That, now that is, that's in Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So... Oh, this is so hard. I have a lot of questions, but I'm just going to pick one of these. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk barbecue sauce. Sauce. We got to talk barbecue sauce. Okay. All right. Is there is there just a barbecue sauce that you just feel like that is a crime and do not use it? Like people, please. Well. Or a type. Or do you want people to try something like get out there and do something different? Uh, yes to all of those. Okay. Well, here, Thank here's you. the deal. And we're well, done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> in, in St. Louis... You know, we are the capital for barbecue sauce. Yeah. I mean, yeah. per capita, St. Louis consumes more barbecue sauce than any any place in the nation. You can buy huge vats of yeah. barbecue sauce. You can't. And I, I lived in Oregon, and we were going to do a barbecue. And I was like, what's with all the little bottles? Where's your great big bottles at? <laughs> all right. They were like, we don't do that here. Uh-huh. It, it's true. It is. We love our sauce. It's true. So, I mean, you know, people walk into Sugar Fire, and they're like, you guys have like a million sauces. Like, what's so what's the fun. best? It's like, well, what are you eating? Like, do you even like sauce? Like, you know, I mean, 
we maintain that good barbecue doesn't need sauce. Got ya. But in the St. Louis market, we're like, whatever. If they want sauce, give them sauce. They dig the sauce. <laughs> give them, give sauce. them sauce. Those St. Louisans must have their sauce. But, you know, we like to have fun with it. You know, like, so we we do, like, like a blueberry balsamic. We do, you know, frosty root beer, RPEP. I love like it. Just, like, all sorts of stuff, you know? And that makes it fun. Yeah. And, and a, like, another adventure in eating. Exactly. That is awesome. You got it. Well, Casey, this has been so much fun. I am so it happy has. that you came in to see me today. Thank, thank you. you. No, no, thank you. And we will, uh, everybody go to Sugar Fire. You will not be disappointed. It is an amazing place to eat. And then you'll know the guy behind the scenes there making it all happen. So thank you, Casey. Not a problem. Thanks, Mish, for having me. Everyone have a good day. You've been listening to Mishmash. Mishmash.